Monday, 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 Monday. How you doing, Sims? Oh, it's Monday, Monday, Monday. And you're listening to this on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. What's good? How you living? How you feeling? How you moving? It on is a Sims Tuesday. Uh, we still have two undefeated teams in the NFL. Woo! Boy, Kansas City was impressive. Boy, Jared Goff and the Rams got it done, 5-0. The Eagles are in free fall. The Browns are upsetting Baltimore. Sims is going to dive into Mahomes and Jacksonville. You've watched the film. Yep. Very excited. Yep. You're going to dive into Baker and Baltimore. Right. His first big test, and I think he passed. I'll find out more. Uh, What else did you get into? Well, the Eagles and Vikings. You watched the Eagles. I did. Everyone's freaking out about the offense. And what else did you get into? No, that was it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, mean, the Browns-Ravens game. Game took four hours, so I don't know. You Why? Because it went to five quarters to oh, the very yeah. end of the game. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that thriller you put on my dot radar there. Someone, uh, so Matt, one of the producers for the show, goes, I mean, I try to newsreel all the games, and there's only 10-minute clips online. It takes too long. And I go, think about what Sims has to do. Yeah. Like each yeah. one's an hour and a half, two hours. That's why the new cool thing is saying you watch the film. Right. If you really watch the film, you would have no time for anything else because no. that's your life. That is my life. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have an SLFL Sims and Lefko trade announcement. Team Odell Rogers made a move, and right now it's looking pretty darn good. I engineered a trade. Hold on, I gotta figure out who. What it's did to. you do to get this? OG Spleen Buster? Uh, some people in the in the league think that I that I convinced him. I think it was pretty fair. Right. We gave up Thielen, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Peyton Barber, mm-hmm. and we got back Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers, Tariq Cohen, and Crowder. Meaning that on our fantasy team, what? I mean, who is this guy? We robbed him. OG Spleenbuster. I don't like saying that. I don't want to gloat. I think that I think if Devontae Freeman ends up being what we all think he could be, if he could be healthy, and Thielen, he may have the two best players in the trade. Yeah. Like Thielen's, you know, the first wide receiver ever in the history of the NFL to start five games no, over a hundred. Thielen's not gonna die out at all. But Devontae in, Freeman's fifty fifty. But I want to say officially yeah. goodbye to Adam Thielen. Right. It's been amazing to have him. Right. It's, it really is. Like, yeah. what a fantasy football He's player. He's a lock every week. But now for our podcast fantasy team right. to have Aaron Rodgers and Beckham. Right. First of all, our team name is Odell Rodgers. Yes, it's fitting. We have those two. Tyreek Hill, who we love. Yes. Tariq Cohen, who I cannot wait for you guys to see what we did with him on our show this week. Wednesday's show... I'm just going to say, Tariq Cohen, we've called him the mensch. We've called him the mitzvah. We've called him everything. We gave him a bar mitzvah inside of a Jewish delicatessen on 38th Street. Oh. You're smiling right now because it was that much it fun. It was. It was awesome. I'm actually smiling now because I think the people that do the show are going to get mad at you for opening your big mouth. No, it's this uh. is promotion. Check it out. Wednesday, 8 p.m., <laughs> YouTube. Sims Love. It's going to be great. And by the way, you know who else we have on our fantasy team? What person? Blake Bortles. Oh, great. And Sims has decided, you did it very angrily in a text message, that we will have Blake Bortles on our fantasy team, and he will be on the bench every single game. So even when Rodgers has a bye... I just felt like it was bad karma for our team. Yeah. I felt like it was bad karma. And we decided to play Rodgers, and he got us 43 points, and he may have won us the week. Oh, great. We need like six points out of Chris Thompson tonight. I feel good about it. Six points out of Chris Thompson? Yeah. Oh, we should get that easy. Perfect. Easy. Uh, So, uh, Bortles on the bench. Also... 
Golden Tate responded to a tweet of ours. Really? Yes. So uh, Fendrick put out the video where we asked, "Should the Jets fire top? Will the Jets fire Tobles if they lose?" Right. And Golden Tate responded with, "No, they should fire the OC with a trash can emoji." Wow. Like I feel like that should be news somewhere. I, I mean, but I'm, Golden and Tate responded to I us. I wonder why. What was because well, he loves us. I know, but why? Why would he just go after the OC? And then I thought, okay, Lions play Jets first game of the year. Darnold right. was dicing them up, right. but yeah, I don't know. Huh. Came at the OC. Okay. Yeah. And Golden Tate might be coming out, coming to hang with us here soon too. We might right? have to hang. Up. We'll, so we'll, we'll ask figure him. it out. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. Uh, other big thing this weekend, Saturday. Hook them. Hook them hard. What one? What does it feel like when Texas beats Oklahoma? Oh, it's amazing. It's always a special day. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that when I wake up, I'm always like, oh, okay, Texas, Oklahoma today. How do you feel? Uh, it, I just, I always brings me back to what it felt like to be playing that game. What it feels like to be driving through a bus at the Texas State Fair uh. and seeing all the Texas fans that are doing this, and then the OU fans who are either doing this or giving the middle finger altogether. Right. So it's Texas or yeah, or horns, horns, or da- down. horns down is usually their. Th- Thing, right but, um yeah it's a, it's a cool I, I would really suggest suggest that for anybody bucket list if you have a weekend off in early october the red river rivalry or showdown whatever the hell it is now, shootout yeah it used to be the shootout it, it's a phenomenal experience and it's it's truly one of the cooler sporting sporting events there is can't call it shootout but we can still call washington the redskins yes, pretty unbelievable can. Something happened in that game, though. Why can't we call it shootouts? It's so weird. Probably the same I mean, reason. Guns no are longer, legal. Probably the reason they're called the Washington but, Wizards, not the Washington Bullets. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess. Uh, this happened on Saturday. Sam Ellinger shouted it out very early on that his destiny was to be here. Who are you, Sam? It's Chris Sam, Chop New York. I'm Chris Sam. You're Chris oh. <laughs> And then he throws it, and he's wearing this big T-shirt. And he's so cute. Yeah. Did you watch that live? I did not watch it live. I had the game on live. Um, I was kind of just moving around the house. And then I was walking back down into the family room. I looked at my phone. I had all these text messages. I saw the video. So then I rewound it because I was taping it. Because I knew I was going to have to leave at some point for my little brother. I mean, my little boy's flag football game. Yeah. I didn't get to see much of the second half. I was kind of watching. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but... I did. Did, I did your phone explode? It. it did. Yes. Yeah. It was um, really cool. Like I like I told you, I almost cried. Uh, it was a pretty special moment. It really is to, hear, to, to just know that you had an impact like that is always cool. It really is. Two year old kid. I know. Going. I'm Chris Sims. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. It gets me emotional right now. I know. I'm trying to get you to yeah. cry. No. Like how emotional? Like t- why does it make you emotional? Uh, I don't know. I guess it just always feels good to be liked. To be appreciated to a degree, to show that there was, you know, somebody growing up that did appreciate me, even though he probably didn't know what the hell it was. His parents were probably telling him, hey, you're Chris, Chris Sims. You're blonde <laughs> you're and you blonde, play quarterback too. And you like to throw it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess I think it's cool because I know I was that kid once too. You Who know? were you saying? I mean, whether it was... I'm Phil Sims. Yeah, whether it was Phil early on or then I went I'm to Troy. John Elway and Troy Aikman. Right. So... I get where he's coming from. Yeah, dude, think about that. Yeah. Everyone always says, pretend you're in the backyard and you're Michael Jordan or you're Derek Jeter. Right. And some kid is going to everyone going, I'm Chris Sims. I know, man. I know. It was cool. It was cool. It really was. So if you have a two-year-old that interrupts people, 
take a video, I'm Adam Lefko, and send it in. <laughs> I'd like to know the feeling. But I thought the other part that I really liked was Gus Johnson. You got a you got a ha ha out of Gus Johnson. Three rushing touchdowns for Ellinger. Two passing touchdowns for Ellinger. For the young man who at two years old said he was going to be Chris Sims. Ha <laughs> ha. How about just being Sam Ellinger? That's a... <laughs> uh, the kid played great. He did. He's a baller. He's a baller. He I love college quarterbacks that are not afraid of contact right. and just throw themselves in there. He's thick as hell. Uh, I DM'd him from the Sims and Lefko account. Did I was you? like, dude, you play great. Way yeah. to kick ass. He was like, thanks, man. And I was like, he definitely thinks it's Sims. If only he knew that Sims doesn't understand Oh, That's media. cool. Sims was, Sims was there appreciating. It was awesome. I'm so glad they won. I mean, again, I don't think Texas is back as like a national contender yet. Were they five but, and one now? Yeah, five and one after that w- week one loss to Maryland in Maryland. So uh, yeah, things are on the up and up. And the one thing I could say about the team is, you know, they play hard. They do have some speed, especially on defense. So that's what's cool. But man, Oklahoma, Kyler Murray. I know. I mean, I want him to play football, but I don't want him to get hurt. And I know there's guaranteed money in baseball, but. Yeah. The speed when he hits the edge is special. People look like they're they're walking. That's I, how fast he's moving. Yeah, I, I I mean he's an NFL quarterback. You know, I don't care that he's five eleven. I mean, if he was your son, though, would you and and you knew that he was like a first round pick in MLB, you tell him to play baseball? Probably yes. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, it's it's a longer career. It's more about yourself instead of having to. You know, worry about others around you. You, like I've always said, you could be the greatest football player in the world, and you get stuck with a bad coaching staff and a, and a bad team around you. Nobody will ever know. Baseball, okay, yeah, it might think that you get stuck on a bad team every day, yeah. but you know, everyone's going to see. Oh, he batted for three thirty, and it's you know, your hit, hit forty home runs, and you know, threw twenty people out at the plate from center field or whatever it is. So yes. there's, that you can stand out on an individual basis. A uh, lot of good games. We're going to dive into your film notebook. But I think the topic of the day, and it feels like the topic of the last two days, yeah. is our guy, yeah. Odell Beckham, yeah. and the comments that were made. Right. Um, I did not watch you on TV uh, this morning, so I do not know Good. your opinions. Good. But I'm just going to play you a clip. This is uh, Odell with Josina Anderson sitting next to Lil Wayne, and this was recorded Tuesday. I asked you before, you know, maybe this was recorded a few weeks ago. And you talk to some people, and you're like, no, this was 100% recorded this week. Tuesday in New York City. And the Giants had no idea. No idea. Which is funny, because when we book people for the show, right. there's two ways. There's you either go through their people, or you go through the team. Right. And whenever you go through the team, the team could say no. It's an extra person that could say no. So Josina, I guess, look, if I'm Odell, yeah. and you're like, hey, we're going to do an interview with you and Lil Wayne. Yeah. I'd be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, it's my it. off day. Right. I could do it if I want. Exactly right. Do you have a problem with that? I have no problem with that. Okay. I don't. I, you know, hey, these are grown men. He's a grown man. As and, Shermer said. Yeah. And he has a relationship with Josina, obviously, you know, professionally, texting, yeah. whatever it may be. And yes, he, he obliged the, the, you know, whatever, the outcome or this interview in general. Yeah. Knew, must have known little Wayne was in town. But this is why we've said, and anybody's listened to us, Josina Anderson yep. is an NFL insider. Let me just tell you, when Josina Anderson says, I'm hearing, or this, that, blah, 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 I'm telling you, listen, I've been around her. She covered me when I was with the Denver Broncos. She really, she works hard. 
She makes relationships within the building. Uh, she's the player's reporter. She is. She's the play- most More times than not, I would say, yes, her connections do yeah. come from the players. Schefter is the owner. Right. Rappaport is the coaches. Josina is the players. She does. She's got the, what it the feels players. Like. It, 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 I mean, it's very, I don't think it's 100% across the board like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. general breakdown. You're right. Exactly right. All right. So here is Odell talking about Eli. First of all. Okay. I mean. We're delaying. What was the Odell like? What was this Odell talking voice? Just because Lil Wayne talked one way, did he think he had to like talk like him too? All right, let's listen and see <laughs> if he talked weird. An issue at quarterback then? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like he, he's not going to get out the pocket. He's not. We, we know Eli's not running. <laughs> but is it a matter of time issue? Can, can he still throw it? Yeah, it's been pretty safe. It's been you know cool catching a shallow and trying to take it to the house, but I'm you know I want to I want to go over the top of somebody, which we've always said. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one more point. I feel like in the past five years, they found a way to to run a cover two, keep everything in front, and that's how they play me. And there's no there's no way to how do we beat this? I feel like I'm being out schemed, and then I also don't have a chance to like do something, or I got to take a slant and go sixty. Which is what we've always said. Yes. Um, I'm going to let you go first. Right. Uh, what was your take on all of this? It's been a blow up. Like people are. Of course it is. He's getting the full "you're a bad guy" treatment. So I what's know. the crimson? Now take? is he as bad as Antonio Brown? This is just. Well, I'm going to take Ooh, it back there for a place second. To start. I'm just going to take it back there because he hasn't threatened to beat anybody up in the media or done some of the action, but. But he's a bad guy. I didn't hear any of this with Antonio Brown a few weeks ago, which was actually warranted the bad guy for, like label on him there. And I don't really think Antonio Brown's a bad guy, but he's had some actions where I'd go, that warrants that label. If you do crap like that, you people are going to call you a bad guy when you say, we're going to see how your jaw is and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Now, like uh, my first thing is why? Why? Why, Odell? You've worked so hard this offseason to restructure your reputation in the New York area. I guess that's where I first go, okay, hey, I know it's Tuesday and it's Lil Wayne and that's special. And damn, I'd probably show up for that interview too. Right? Yes. Yeah. I got no issue with the interview in general. But to not think that those questions were coming after it's been the main topic of discussion here in the New York City area for the first three, four weeks of the season, and not have better answers available. And you know what? I know he's being honest. There's just time when... I'll take you back to an old segment on Dave Chappelle, when keeping it real goes wrong. Okay, That's a very good throwback. Thank you. And that's what happened here. Yes, he kept it real. But, you know, when you're the leader of a locker room and such a polarizing figure like that, no one cares. Everyone's going to look at you like you're pointing, you're you're placing blame, you're pointing fingers, uh, you're you're you know talking about somebody who's not in the room there to defend themselves, and that's where it's just it's a bad look. I don't think it's the worst thing he's ever done or will ever do, but. You know, for a team that's one and three or going into the game, yeah, they yesterday they were going into one and three. This was not the kind of talk that they needed to build the team or build camaraderie off of that. So you're saying what I've been hearing all morning. Yeah. That Odell Beckham Jr. was too honest, that it's bad leadership, that there's some things that you can't say that just because it's true doesn't mean it's the right thing to say. I would say that because of that, mm-hmm. 
The Giants There's other, been, oh, the Giants have been avoiding the truth for years. Yes, they have. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Yeah, go ahead. Instead of addressing these things mm-hmm. and dealing with these things, nobody talks about it. Omission is weakness. Omission is deception. Omission is lying. And I think it's time that we stop lying. Eli is a liability. You know what happens when there's a problem, but you avoid it and no one feels comfortable enough to voice their frustrations? People explode. How do they explode? Oh, I don't know. Like Sterling Shepard punching a a bench and slamming a trash can because Eli threw an interception when he was wide open on the bottom of the screen on a possible screen pass. That's him exploding. What Odell is doing, in my opinion, is releasing the pressure. Right. Somebody had to go, we have a problem in the public. Because you know who I'm not hearing from the public ever? Eli. Yeah. Like, when have I seen Eli on television at all the last month? I don't. And some people would argue that's good leadership. You want good good leadership? All right, go ahead. Sorry. The fellow of ethics at Harvard Business School, his name is Bill George. I'd say it's like the leader of leadership, right? right? Yeah. He has a quote. Be transparent with your team, even when the truth may be unpopular or inconvenient. This should be behind closed doors, Lefko. This should be done in private. The Giants have been whispering in private about Eli for years. But take it to your manager. Follow the chain of command. I know a lot of people out there have had managers that refuse to acknowledge the problem. They sit back and then they end up just complaining with your coworkers. Aaron Rodgers calls out his head coach and his playmaker and Mm -hmm. we go, that'll get change. That'll get things done. Everything Odell said was accurate. We just don't like the messenger. We don't like that he's sitting next to little Wayne when he said it. Maybe these public comments, maybe, can push Eli to not fall at the first sight of pressure. Maybe Mm -hmm. it'll push him. Maybe these public comments will make Eli uncomfortable. Because maybe he needs to risk more. All I know is as an Eagles fan, I know it all too well. 2008 and 2012, Mm -hmm. Tom Coughlin went out publicly and put pressure on everybody. And what happened those two years? They, you talk about 2007 and 2011. They won the Super Super Bowl, right? Okay, yeah. So when they got called out publicly, I think Odell is trying to be a leader. I think he's trying to create passion. I think the problem is is that we're choosing not to listen to him because he's not doing it the way that's been done. And I'm here to tell you that how it's been done has Eli three years into having should have been retired as his quarterback for the next few years. That's the problem. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you with what you're saying. I hear you. I mean, I'm not... I'm just saying it was un, it was unnecessary. The way, there was better ways he could have done it. He didn't have to say it even the way he said it, he could have said it other ways where I think the same thing would have got across to people. So are you saying he should have done it in a closed door meeting in I front of the I don't, team? I don't or do you mean like mean the words he actually said? Even the said. words he actually used. Like what just, didn't you like about it? You know, it? I just think he could have been, 
He oh. said, he said, I feel like I'm being out schemed. Right. Everyone knows how to defend me. Right. In essence, like I don't get moved around. I'm not in motion. I see even what they do with Julio or Antonio Brown. Right. I'm not in a bunch set or anything like that. But and he's then he been goes, doing that this first few weeks. And then he goes, you know, so, they're relying me on to do a slant, and then I have to take it 60. Yeah, I know. I understand his frustration. He got a bomb but, from Eli this weekend. I, I, I Coincidence? Get it. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I hope not. I hope it's the fact that their whole team and organization looked at it and said, we have issues. We have to start taking shots down the field in general. I mean, they knew they had to have big plays, or they wouldn't have had a wide receiver pass back to Saquon Barkley in it. They obviously knew that was an issue going into the game. When Odell My thing, takes a hit yeah. and then also throws the longest touchdown of the season for the Giants, yes. so stands in pressure, which right. his actual quarterback wouldn't do, right. and then throws the longest touchdown of the season... It's such a it's such a like a a reflection of what's happening there and the issues that are happening. It, it, it is. It's a uh, what is it ironic? Don't you think? A it's like too Ray. ironic. I lost and five dollars. Yeah, I really do think. Oh, you lost twenty dollars to me. So I made my money. That's what, uh, what did we bet on? Jets Broncos. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't necessarily hate what he said. I hate it for him. That's what I am. I don't. He doesn't need this negative connotation by his name now where it all gets fueled again as he's this you know just loose cannon who does whatever and you know part of being the highest paid guy or one of he's the highest not. paid guys the- Eli is the highest I got you guy. I got you but being one of those guys in the face of the franchise is to you know help the team flourish in the right way and I don't know if that's the right way okay I know this I know he's totally right about everything he said I also know Eli didn't call him out on the boat trip week, though. Okay? So, Mm. I mean, if we're going to go, like, apples to apples, I know Eli could have been like, hey, you fucking guys didn't go to the – and dropped all these passes, and I threw them on the money. I might have been shitty the rest of the year, but that day I was good, and you guys fucked it up. Yeah. So, again, I think there's got to be some respect there towards that. Um, And, I mean, to your point where we don't hear from Eli, yes, this is part of the problem. We don't hear from Eli because the the Eli, the Manning Mafia is fighting the fight for him. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Exactly right. There's always an excuse. The Mannings are great with the media. They have an incredible outreach. I mean, we know Peyton's been famous through his career for after a bad game, calling people and members of the media and telling them the real story of what really happened. And I mean, everybody knows that in football. So, so I applaud Odell. So I, I get it. I understand you appreciating it. Yes. I'm just saying from a from an actual someone that's been in a locker room perspective. Yes, there's going to be guys in there that are going to be like, I'm glad he said that. Somebody it, had to say it. I'm sure. I, I know. I think even the fact that like Landon Collins came out and said but we agreed with it. But there's also going to be like ten to fifteen other guys who are going to go. That's bullshit. And you have to didn't remember them, to too. That. You didn't need Especially to Especially Shermer. Shermer was pissed. That's and I, I mean. get it. Of course Because Shermer was. can't be losing the locker and, room five weeks in. And he knows he's wrong for one reason. Tell me why. Odell knows he's wrong. He called a team meeting on Saturday night because he knew this shit was about to hit the fan. Yes, he did. So he knew, damn, I might have overstepped here a little bit. I've done that a lot. I, That's yeah. when I apologize to I, You know I love Odell. And I really just didn't want him to do this for Odell. Yeah, you're not upset with him. You're just like, damn it, man! Now you got to deal with this. Exactly shit. right. I will say this though, as a root, as a fan of the Eagles, there was a quarterback wide receiver issue that defined a good five year stretch of that franchise. Yeah, Donovan McNabb versus T.O. Mm-hmm. and what it was was 
half the locker room, like T.O. would call out Donovan and didn't think he was the best leader and didn't think it was right, and the defense got pissed, and Donovan always took, quote-unquote, the high road. I don't think staying quiet and not defending yourself and not arguing with somebody or like addressing it is always the high road. Sometimes I think it's the passive-aggressive road. Yeah, sure. So I saw that happen to the Eagles where all of the best players on the team still side with Terrell Owens. Yeah, I know. I know. And... I think the fact that it never got out there, it just bubbles. It becomes this rivalry where you pass each other in the hallway and it gets worse and worse and worse. And the best thing you could do is talk about it. Now, if this can lead to good conversations, if Eli can come out there and maybe go in front of the team like, listen, I haven't been that great. I haven't been that good. And maybe he did that. I just know that when when the other 52 guys on the team are going, we're one and four. And the big issue right now is the highest paid player on our team is making the least amount of plays. I know it's awkward. I know it's annoying. But somebody needs to freaking say it. Just get it out. Because then maybe he can laugh about it. He can own it. But if everyone's whispering about it, it just gets worse. It does. And worse. So maybe this was the release. Because that Sterling reaction... There's no reason he should be that upset about an interception that wasn't even to him. No, I I, I don't know exactly what he was frustrated at, but yeah, yes, I, I watched the he's play. He's open. I know exactly right. It's the only thing he's I can open, think of. and Eli throws it off his back, throws foot, a fadeaway, a fadeaway floater. I don't know why he threw it like that either. Where Mike I mean, Adams just why, jumps but, in, yeah, and and I get it. I just I'm hoping for the Giants' sake. I'm just hoping it doesn't help them for Thursday. <laughs> Because the Eagles themselves are going through some shit. Or apparently, Jay Ajayi is coming out. Nothing like a running back. What did he say? He came out, I can't believe we abandoned the run. Maybe because you fumbled inside the 10. Maybe, maybe we abandoned the run because you have a fumbling problem. And that Wendell Smallwood is, is better than you right now. Like, it's not even close. It's, it's funny you're saying that. I mean, my, my big thing with the takeaway of the game is, like, Ajayi is just... He ain't the same guy. No, he's running on one leg. It's he, he. You guys are leaving yards out there right now with him running the ball. I mean, it's Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, and Clint Clement gets back. That is your backfield. They need them. Yeah, I mean, they really need a notch above all of them. Yes. I think. I mean, they really do. That's what you're missing on your football team for the way your team blocks the line of scrimmage at times in the run game. You guys get the bare minimum out of it. You know, that's how we always talk about the great running backs. There's eight yards to be there. What are you going to make out of those eight yeah, yards? Yeah, Jai gets five. I mean, he gets, yes, exactly right. When there's eight, there's five. Now, Smallwood can get 15, 20 sometimes. By the way, I put Smallwood in our fantasy lineup, and he got a 16 Good points. Good job. Yeah. Who'd you rip off for that one? Anybody no, that else? was just okay. off the waiver wire. I picked him up. We're going to get into that highlight in a second. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the plays, I just got one more big kind of news uh, thing. Rams... Fourth quarter on their own 42. Right. McVay goes for it on fourth and one and wins the game. Mm-hmm. Cowboys on their opponent's 42 in yeah. overtime. Yeah. Fourth and one. Garrett punts, loses the game. Right. We just watched the Eagles laugh at conventional football last year and show that aggressively going for it on fourth down is the is a difference maker. Yeah. I'm going to read two quotes. One from McVay. One from Garrett after the game. You tell me which one you like. McVay. Our offensive lineman had the confidence to be able to get those six inches. We attack success. We don't fear failure. We want to go for the win in that situation. Getting six inches to close out was something that we felt the percentages were in our favor. Garrett. It was a long one yard. I know. We both love Jason Garrett. Yeah. 
What a great human, good guy. Yeah. The reason he's lasted there so long with Jay, with uh, Jerry Jones is Jerry knows what he's putting him through, mm-hmm. and Jason is a strong man in the locker room. I know that he gets made fun of a lot, but he always keeps it tight, always keeps it organized. Players love Jason. Players love him because yeah. he holds everyone accountable and he holds himself accountable. Right. Jerry Jones afterwards. We were being outplayed. It was time for risks at that time. Yeah. Dak Prescott. I mean, I would have gone for it, but I don't question the coach's decision. Yeah. Those two situations. Yeah. I think show you the issues with Jason Garrett and why Sean McVay is great. Yeah. But what situation is Jason Garrett? I'm not going to sit here and have discuss whether or not he should be fired because I don't think he should be fired right now. No, not right but now. But that was for Jerry Jones to come out and say that. Mm-hmm. It's a like I know he was on the hot no, seat was, going into the that year. That was a uh, that was a shot across the bow. That was like a red flare to go like you fucked that up and we're keeping tally now yes. from here on out. Yes, yeah. I mean, McVeigh McVeigh's new school, Garrett's old school. Okay, and the new school is like what you're saying. I mean, it, it's about being aggressive now. The 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 league has changed from the days of Jason Garrett playing and his early days of coaching. The Jeff Fishers. It's an off. How many? I mean, how many? The it's the offensive world now. I mean, to drive down the field with two minutes and eighty yards, it's it's big whoopty fucking deal now with the way the defenses are called. Oh, throw the ball the triple coverage pass interference. Oh, he touched my ear as I was throwing the ball. Another fifteen yards. So. To think that your defense is just going to make stop after stop after stop with the passing league NFL and the way the rules are, you have to that has to come into play. You have to think, I can't give the ball back to Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yes. And the Cowboys were being outplayed. I mean, come on. The, the, the Texans outplayed them really the whole night. They moved the ball kind of up and down the field and just screwed up little situations here and there. The right? Cowboys scored on one because they got a fumble recovery and it gave them a short field yes. with a touchdown. Right. And then their field goal drive to tie, it took Dak Prescott breaking three sacks and throwing across throw. his body right. 45 yards. Right. You were already at their 42. Yeah. And the big issue, you brought, mentioned the first thing you said when you came in, the amount of money that you spent on the That's offensive it. line, taking Dak Taking Zeke with the fourth pick in the draft, right? You do all of that for that moment. That's exactly right. For I mean, that moment, we we always talk about where's the money on your football team and is it performing? That's a huge thing. It's you know ca- connect the dots. Oh, they have they they got a seventy million dollar offensive line and they're not running it well. Well, then there's an issue with what you paid and how you spread your team out. But yes, that that's why they've drafted Zach Martin and they got our guy you know Smith that left tackle Tyrone and Smith Tyrone Smith and they drafted Connor Williams in the second round and, and they, they took a chance with Lyle Collins and boy did that pay off right. he was amazing so and then you draft Ezekiel Elliott yes that is the situation right there you go okay if we lose and don't get it i went down with our best part of our team i went down swinging we throw the right uppercut, and I threw the right uppercut, and we didn't make it. And that's that, to me, is how you can go away from a game never feeling happy you lost. But when you lose doing what you do best, it's easier to swallow. Right. And It's like the Colts when they went for it. We're going for the win. Right. My, my issue is is you punt it with, like, 2.30 left. You, what do you want, the tie? Because you're not getting the ball back. Yeah. You ain't driving back down again. Sean McVay and the Rams. Gurley is reaching another level. Yep. Um, He's the best running back in football. 
There's just no denying that, right? I mean, we've kind it's of been saying, saying it. We've been saying it all year, but I hopefully everybody now is watching and going, okay, yep, he's pretty awesome. I think everyone kind of knows it. Yeah. I mean, he was okay. like the first pick in the draft for a lot of fantasy drafts. Yeah. I will say this, though. If you really look, there's something brewing that I, I think I'd like to address on Wednesday's pod. Yeah. The last three games for the Rams. Right. They've scored 35, 38, and 33. Yeah. Boom, baby, they're clicking. Right. Defense has allowed 23, 31, 31. Right. Who'd they play? Let's see. Chargers, Vikings, Seahawks. Oh, gotcha. That's right. And really what interests me is the Vikings right. and Seahawks, both of their D-line, O-line stink. Right. So I know that Peters, uh, that Tlaib is out. Yeah. Um, but I was watching a show today, and they're talking about the Rams are one of the best defenses in the NFL. I don't think they do. No, they don't. But they have playmakers that will be able to change paces a game, especially when things get a little tighter against quality football teams. This is the thing I think you have to remember with the Rams defense a little. And it's not playing great, and I'll, I will dive into that film, letting up way too many big plays in the past game, which I don't understand, and, and I'll break this down more. But this is the other thing I think you have to take into account right. with a team like this. Lockett burned Peters. Right. Week before, Thielen and Diggs were getting we're them. Aldrich Robinson. Exactly right. So... Uh, and Wade Phillips can be aggressive that way. He can. He just he's not always going to sit back and play bend don't break. Yeah. Oh, we held you to a field goal. First of all, like we talk about, it's better for their offense. It's better to for be their attacking. team. This is the way to go. This is we don't want to let the other team's offense do a twelve play drive and then we don't we're sitting over on the sidelines. No, their money. You know they got a lot of big playmakers and money is on the offensive side of the ball. They want to do that. Go ahead. I boy. was just going to say Sunday night. Yeah. New England, Kansas City. Right. You ready for New England to pound the rock? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it could. That's what we're going to witness. Right. We're going to watch Sony Michelle pound on the rock and Mahomes on the sideline for eight minutes at a time. Yeah, well, because that's how you got to beat the Rams and Chiefs. I because you that. ain't going to outscore them. I, I, I we'll see with New England. I don't know because <laughs> New England might say, "Screw you." We think we can execute ten play passing drives and go down and score touchdowns. But they're a different animal. So this game could be like sixty. To I mean, 50. who knows what it could be? But I think this is the other thing we have to take into account with the Rams right now and just their defensive side, especially. People go into the game going, we can't stop their offense. So they're willing to try and push the envelope on the offensive side more than they really normally would. So don't forget that aspect of it where they go, man, we don't really like getting in these formations and taking these shots, but our head coach has kind of told us our defense doesn't match up well with their offense. And we might have to push the envelope and get out. So they're, the other teams are going into the game going, Where's our shots? Where's our big plays? There's more of an emphasis on it yeah. than, than other weeks, and that does play into it uh, at times. Man, I'm excited. Rams are in the middle of a road trip. They're going to the Broncos next, and Broncos are going to be pissed yes, at home. It should be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's get into the film notebook. Uh, the game of the year of the week was a little disappointing. Kansas City, Jacksonville. Um, I wrote down the first note that I have as I was watching the game. Mahomes rolling out, super successful. I've never seen an offense attack the defense like this. I've never seen Jacksonville's defense look like they were trying to contain somebody. Usually they're attacking. Film. Yeah. What what popped out just from that side of the ball? Yeah, I, I mean, just from that side of the ball. I mean, first of all, I think the, the, the plan of attack right away from the game was get Jacksonville going horizontally. And if you go back and watch the start of the football game, the first play of the game was a speed sweep to Tyree Kill. And then it was uh, a screen out to the side. They did all these plays to kind of go, okay, you want to play this eight-man front? Well, we're going to spread you out in that eight-man front and make you get wide and have yeah. to think sideline to sideline. 
And then they would have their an occasional, you know, up the middle run or an aggressive pass in between those holes that they have just spread out. Isn't I feel like Kareem Hunt's the perfect running back for that offense. He is. Because everything else is kind of finesse and speed. Yeah. And he's brute strength. Brute strength. And even in the run game, they did things where you know what I would call like it's like a it's like a bend scheme. So they might run inside zone to the left, and the tight end comes along the backside okay. and kicks out the backside DN for the cutback, but also takes away the aggressiveness of the defense because the defense goes, wait, are they going to run the bootleg and the tight end's going to come out the back door? Right. So they did all of these little things to take away the aggression of Jacksonville right over, right off the bat. Is Andy's different offense different this year than it's been in the past? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's any different. I mean, okay. may, a few you little bells and whistles. You want me to go yeah. through it or do you want to read it? Yeah, go notes? ahead if you want to go through it. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can There's do it. There's a few little bells and whistles. The big difference is it's just going to look different because you've got to – Fucking guy that can throw the ball over the Colorado Rockies, and that, yes. that's the difference. Um, like, first of all, the yeah, first yeah. drive Start of the off, game. Yeah. The first drive of the game. Like, these are little things that get lost in the shuffle in a game like this. Rolling to your right, throwing a 15-yard out route to the fullback, Sherman, as he's tightly covered on a, on a, on a what was that, a third and one? Like, those are plays Jacksonville usually wins. And then mm. go, we punted out, and they went down on a long drive, drive, and now we're playing their game. But since he's so talented and he makes little throws like that, they get lost in the context of the game sometimes. Those are huge plays in a defensive football game when you're playing like Jack, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. You wrote, little surprised how soft Jags are playing coverage. Yes, I was. I, I just um, my, my overall theme at the very end, and you continue to read, is I think J- Jacksonville almost disrespected themselves to a degree. Yeah, I do. I don't. I think they undervalued their own talent in this football game. I think the next time they play them, they're going to go. We were a little too nice and gave them too much respect. How can you be too nice? They're just the the some of the just think about some of the throws throughout the game. Just easy six yard hitch routes to the sides. Like Jacksonville just giving up five and six yard. What completions. do they normally do? Usually he's in your face to scare you, and then mm-hmm. backs out right at the line of scrimmage. You know, and thing. I mean, right at the snap or. Or he stays in there. But the Tyreek Hill factor is real. And it backed them the hell off. And it made them play more two safety defenses than I can ever. And they played more two safety defenses in the first two drives of the game than, than they I feel like they have in, in full court and full four quarter games. And when you say a team plays two safeties, they're worried about the deep pass. They were worried about they're the deep pass. They're typically on one safety and the, everyone kind of matches up and plays their zones. Yes. But Jackson, so you're telling me Jacksonville did not do the Seattle scheme as they, much. They did the Seattle scheme, but when they did it, he was they were very far off. I mean, he wow. was eight and ten yards off at times. And um you know, I think the big thing is, too, uh, Kansas City's pass protection was phenomenal. Uh, I, that That is one part that I will say Andy, surprised Andy me. Andy freaking Reed. Andy freaking Reed. Now, yeah, he gets them going. They don't know what to think. He had a little play-action fake with everything to make Jacksonville at least stop for a step. But, uh, I mean, his protection throughout the day was pretty pretty phenomenal. Uh, you even wrote, yeah. Reed stayed patient with the run. He stayed pe- patient with the run. Well, he had a lead, so I kind of get it. Yes, but I mean, there's been times, even on the first few drives when the game was seven nothing and ten nothing and thirteen nothing. I just said, okay, yeah, he ran it up the middle on second and second and eight and made it third and six. Who cares? It's the fact that he ran it that they have to sit there, and it gives more, 
you know, viability, I say viability to their play action game. Yeah, believability is what I want to say. Mahomes, yeah. just him as a whole. Right. After the game, you were like, "This is going to be a big test. This is not the Denver Broncos. He's going to get on the field, and his eyes going to get wide. He's going to yeah. go, holy crap!" Right. Where do you feel about him now? I have. Uh, he's the man. I just don't. There's no, that was my last question yesterday. Was just to see how he reacted. Did he get frazzled by that in the rain? I mean, he just couldn't have seemed. He couldn't have seen. Couldn't have been more comfortable. I mean, flustered was Monday night, and that was not that flustered. So. At home, in the rain, which I do think helps Kansas City because they're not the faster team and the, and the more physical team. And that slowed Jacksonville down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, again, am amazed with just some of the passes he makes, the ability to hang in the pocket, the ability when nothing's there to throw a ball and be safe with it but still kind of give his guy a chance. Like Romo mentioned it the one time, like he was in the end zone. You said he's he set up. He rolls left, avoids the blitz. There's a swarm of Jaguars, and he just stops, bounces, looks left, looks right, and goes, nah, I got nothing, right. and throws it away. Right. But like to stop and find a pocket? like 15 yards away from where you started. I mean, like, Case Keenum would have shit in his pants. Yeah. But He'd then, be like, ah! And then throw the ball across the field into a safe place where maybe his receiver maybe. dives yes. and catches it. He's if not, one. it's incomplete. Um, Chiefs offense. Yeah. Jacksonville defense. Okay. Hasn't been as dominating this year as, as last year. Right. Will that change, do you think? I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to be as dominant as last year. Now, they've played some teams that have some experience with them. You know, I mean, they got they got the Patriots, who right. they know what they're about. The Tennessee Titans. Okay. But, but they still held on the nine points. I know. They, they dominated I mean, the you Patriots. look at it. It's 15, it's 20, it's 9, it's 12, and then yesterday was 30. Yeah. And but then also, Bortles threw a pick to a defensive lineman, so that's 23. And... Were there any other ones? I'm no, missing? no, but I mean, he, you know, he put them in some tough spots. Yeah. You know what? He let up a, the other field goal where he got sacked, fumbled. They had to kick a, they got a short drive to kick a field to go up 13. This is how close the NFL is. I, I, Bortles. Yeah. They had the ball on the one and they go for it and they don't get it. Yeah. So that's seven points. Right. And then he throws it off a guard's head and it gets picked off in the end zone. That's 14. It could have been 20 to 14 at halftime. This, this game is one of the things. I mean, this this will be a nail-biter when they play each other again. When Leonard Fournette's back in there and not him not having him yesterday, not having Corey Grant, those are big injuries for their football right. team. You know, again, I mean, I would argue Leonard Fournette's the best player they have on the offensive side of the ball. So they didn't have him. You know, that's, that's a game-changing moment. But I just thought overall the game plan by Kansas City. I mean, even think of Andy. The second drive, they had the third down. He calls the screen pass. It was like it was third and nine. He throws a screen pass out to Cream Hunt first down. Little plays like that where he had a good feel that they might do something pressure-wise, his, his game planning and film watching. And he goes, you know what? Dial, dial up a third and nine screen on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Come on, man. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome game planning. Um, I wrote, yeah, little surprise how soft the Jags are playing in yeah, coverage. We were, oh, so I already went through yeah, most of your notes. I know. My question now is yeah. Bortles. Yep. Man. It's, I, we, it, we didn't talk Tyreek Jalen Ramsey. Okay, talk about that it. Was, that was interesting. And... 
Tyreek's scary. I mean, we know that. And Jalen Ramsey was scared shitless of him early in the game. Like why? I mean, like he was playing off and his hips were turning faster than I've ever seen them turn. He was just got like a little early. Right. He's like, if you're going to run, I'm running. Right. But You want to go? You want to go? But then the game got going. He got in a few man-to-man situations. He jammed the shit out of him a few times, rode him out the sidelines, let him know about it. You know, there was a few other instances where Tyreek was open down the field. Like we talk about with Mahomes every week. There was about two or three plays in this game where I go, ooh, he just has to be more aware that Tyreek's one-on-one outside. And it doesn't look like he's open yet, but you just got to launch it. He's going to run by everybody. You happy Tyreek's on our fantasy team? I am very happy. Okay. I am. But I Keep will going say, about that matchup. But I will say, with that matchup, and then Tyreek gets him down the left sideline in the go route yeah, later on. One, that, right? that was all over social. That was that awesome. Pass. There was the other hitch route where Jalen was playing yep. off. He got about another 8 or 10 yards on him. Um, I just think next time around that Jacksonville has to take more chances on that side of the ball. They have to just go, you know what? We're, we're going to get up in your face. We're not going to let you have six-yard completion. You might beat us. But we're going to go down. I mean, you didn't draft Jalen Ramsey in the top 10 for nothing. At some point, you got to just go, hey, we got to put him out there. So, and Jacksonville, it sounds like from your notes, played off and said, let's keep it in front of us. They're only going to beat us if they hit the bombs. Yeah, right. And instead, they got matriculated down the field. Then they would turn the ball over to Bortles and they couldn't do anything. No, they, exactly right. And, and not that they couldn't do anything, they moved the ball too. But, they, you know, Jacksonville got in a game that they're not comfortable with, which is de- we got to depend on Blake Bortles to throw the ball. And. You know, hey, did he have a few throws here and there? Yes. But damn, he had a heart and a lot of horrible ones. I mean, damn, he threw some ducks out there. You know, and some of them, people will go, oh, he dropped that. Well, yeah, they dropped them because it was going sideways helicopter. I mean, people are going to drop those kind of throws in the rain. So, again, don't just look at it and go, oh, well, he got a little unlucky with some drops. How did he throw that off the guard's head? So, okay. He was getting under pressure. He, I'll change what I thought. I thought he was trying to throw it to his left, and the ball just slipped out of his hand. I think after watching it on film, he wanted to throw to Yeldon over the middle. And as he's getting pressure and he's, a, he's starting his motion, I think he realized, oh, crap, he's going to be covered, and I might throw a pick. And I honestly think he was trying to throw it down on the ground at his feet. But he had too many people around to try to do that maneuver. And it went off AJ Can's head and bounced in the air and interception. Yeah, I know. That was a, that was a huge play. How do you explain the Chris Jones touchdown throw? There, that, there's no explanation. I mean, he threw it to him. I have me explanation is 7-0 as in 70. Thank you. Oh, he's back. No, he's not back. But damn, that's that's the shit. Well, that... hold on. If we're going to make him in the 30s, where is he now? <laughs> I don't but 54 no i'm not gonna drop them that far oh okay uh, 40s yeah maybe somewhere 47? there i don't know i don't know what are you you uh, you gonna make me rank them every week now you were gonna call me somebody no i was it not been really nice if you did that on camera no no i was not what is it gonna say what did you think i was gonna say what am i florio <laughs> uh. um but okay so that was that Okay, hold on, but anything else? I didn't else get about- into it. No, let me. I'm reading through. Hold on. You yeah, know, I, guess, you- I guess anything else about the Jacksonville offense, Kansas City defense? Is this Jacksonville's I'll offense not being that- good, or is Kansas City's defense maybe a little bit better than we thought? Because well, they came in like 32. I, their their thing too is they have playmakers too. They have at least they have that. They Who are always- the guys that we don't know about? Because this is not our Eric Berry, our Derek Johnson. No, but, but D Ford's been balling the whole year. Is there any chance right. that D Ford is having a Brandon? 
Graham-like career, where the first four years, it's a little bit underwhelming, yeah. but then they start hitting their stride, and D. Ford was one of your favorite pass rushers coming out of that draft. He hasn't been healthy his first three years. He's Kid out of Auburn, 6'4", right? 250. Right. He's got like the same measurables as Von Miller. He can fly. You know, and, and you he, saw it's it starting yesterday. to click now. Yes, huh? he's been like that all year long. But here he is again. He's been battling a groin injury the last two mm. weeks. Little things like that. It's always something nagging with him that's really kind of hurt his uh, trajectory there. And you got Naughty starting at DT now. Naughty at DT is great. Okay, and that was the one thing I noticed early. Like they were not. You want to keep going through them? Yeah, I'm just going to look while you talk. I think it starts. Keep right talking there. about Naughty. But Naughty, yeah, they need big people like Naughty. When the one thing they did early that I liked with Kansas City is. D. Ford might have been in the game, but the other three D linemen in the game were Naughty, Chris Jones, and Alan Bailey, right? So they had other big people, yeah. which is the right approach, just in case Jacksonville tries to get in the shotgun and spread you out and then run it with TJ Yeldon. It's those things you have to be aware of. Did they cover the short crossers and all that that we always ask people yes, to? Yes, they did. There was a there was one or two plays where they got caught in man-to-man and, and the the short crossers were dialed up. One of them was a D.D. Westbrook where he caught it and ran up the field for a whole bunch of yards. But for the most part, you know, they tried to not let the fade opportunities be there a whole lot. Yes. And when they were, Jacksonville threw them. You saw D.J. Chark go up Had and catch one. Ones, right. yeah. So when they were there, they did it. But for the most part, yes, they used their kind of underneath umbrella coverage. A three-deep zone? Three-deep zone. Kind of, it was kind of a Seattle press bailish. And then I want to say it was like an 11 funnel almost where they used two or three guys to funnel the two guys inside. And, you know, which whatever way they go, that outside guy will take And them. most of the completions came against man? For the most part, they did. Yes, they did. I mean... Yeah. Why? Why would the Chiefs ever run man? I, I, that's they a, don't. They, they have scant. They have three like nickel corners as their cornerbacks. Why would they ever play I, man? I, I agree. I, I, they don't need to be living in that coverage. They need to be very careful of playing too much man to man. How viable are the Chiefs as a true Super Bowl contender? Yeah, right they're now? real. There's no denying it. There's no denying it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how bad their defense is. Their offense is that special, and they're not afraid to let up big plays on defense because, like we saw two years ago. When they were the number two seed in the playoffs that year. Remember all those defensive touchdowns and plays they made on the defensive Eric side of the Barry ball? Eric Berry had the pick of a, of a two-point conversion right, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Marcus Peters had picked sixes all year long. A huge one in Carolina right. that year. So they yes. had all those kind of – that's the kind of players they have. So it's not always sound. They do blow a coverage. Who are the players? Like, who are the guys we don't know about? Well, the Fuller, the public. The Fuller kid is really good. The so Nottie Kendall kid, Fuller. Right. Nottie. Is he a rookie? He's a rookie out of Florida State. I think he was a fourth-round pick. And he's D- playing defensive tackle. D. Ford's been balling out. Okay. The two middle linebackers are different this year with Hitchin and Raglan that are, that are solid Raglan players. Raglan for Buffalo, they traded. Hitchens, they stole from Dallas. Exactly right. And other than that, you know, oh, and Justin Houston is... How's he been? He's been good. It's never going to be the 22 and a half sack we saw yeah, that why? one year. Because I don't think his knee or leg is ever going to quite be the same. But if they're but, getting stuff out of D Ford, it makes his life and easier. And he's good enough. He is good enough to where he pops five or six times a game where you go, ooh, there's Justin Houston in the backfield and around the quarterback. So man, that that's where they can be dangerous. Added to the fact that they can be dangerous because they don't have Eric Berry back. And Bob Sutton is not afraid to do unconventional things. And that gives them an edge to go every now and then. Oh, the ball did get tipped in the air, or there is a guy dropping in this area. They never did this on film. And it's pretty wild that we're like, man, Jacksonville, Kansas City, game of the year, and then the next week, 
Kansas City, New England, maybe a preview of the AFC championship game. I mean, Mahomes is going to Denver, playing the Jaguars, and then is it in New England? It is in New England. I mean, we're getting to see everything from I know, this kid right I know. now. I mean, there's, there's no more, there's nothing more for him to answer for me. I don't care if he goes up there and like, the only thing he needs to answer is stop calling him Showtime. One, I don't care if that was your childhood nickname. We're going to call you whatever we want. And Showtime is a corny nickname. I don't like it. It was an 80s basketball team. You're better than Showtime. Well, I think Kelsey's the one that keeps calling him that. So it's not like We he... need to have a talk with Kelsey. Okay. He needs to don't drop Don't you DM it. him or something? Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot in common. Okay. Uh, I think I hit it all there. I think you did, too. Did Look, I have on the back page? I read there? all your notes. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Here we were. The Browns have now finished a game in every way possible. They've won a game in regulation. They've lost a game in regulation. They've tied a game. They've won a game in overtime. They've lost a game in overtime. You won it. The Browns got it. They're 2-2-1. Hugh Jackson is sitting there going... I am almost positive that Hugh Jackson, when the field goal went in, put up two, saying that there were two seconds left on the clock. You saw that too? 100%. 100%. He was telling his guys to come off the field. Because there was he two was seconds left. He was backing the sideline off. As much as I want Hugh Jackson to experience joy, there are so many parts where I go, you just don't deserve it. Well, he's been you scarred. You don't deserve it. He's been scarred. Two seconds. It's, it's over time. You just want Well, it. he's been scarred. He's, 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 he thinks I, somehow the universe has come around to fuck this up for me somehow. But yeah, they were actually ana- laughing about it, the announcers in the were game. Were they? They were. Okay. Because I thought they I was, were like, I was watching, I was listening to Do you not game. realize the game's over? Like, and then he they were finally, like, the Browns are finally coming onto the field. Man. Yeah. That was For funny. the Browns to beat the Ravens, a team that in the last 20 games they've beaten two times, yeah. is a huge win. Mm-hmm. To do it in a fashion where uh, it was second and 21 in overtime on their own five. Baker runs for 13, outrunning Terrell Suggs, a guy who has haunted Browns quarterbacks for like a decade. And then on the next play, to be under the duress and to back up and to throw a perfect crosser to Derek Willies, who I didn't even know existed. And for him to pick up 39 yards to set up what eventually would be the game-winning field goal, I came away going, man, that's Baker's the dude. Yeah. You watch the film. Big statement. How was the first big test for Baker against the best defense he's faced this year? Baker's the dude. There's no other way around it. They won the game. The One of the reasons they won the game is because their quarterback was better. I mean, that's there's no, there's no other way to say it. I mean, when there was plays there to be had, they, he he strikes. I mean, that's what's ba- that's awesome about Baker is like we always talk about our conversation of what was there to be had. What did you leave on the field? Baker doesn't leave crap on the field. Wow. Baker sees a hole and he goes, I'm firing it. I'm going to throw it. I'm throwing the heater. Give him the heater, Baker. Yeah. And he fires. So and his decision making is really good? His decision making is it, it's, it's off the charts for the most part. I mean, off the charts. His interception early on. Uh, hold on, let me think, I think about it. Was it. Deflected. It was deflected. It was deflected. He got screwed. He got screwed. The receiver turned up. Higgins return, turned up the field. He was coming on a crosser, and Baker kind of had to move out of the pocket, 
And it wasn't totally Higgins' fault. I think he thought, oh, he's in a scramble. Let me make myself available. But Baker didn't actually leave the pocket. He kind of just shuffled a little. Mm. And he was going to throw him on the under route. And he turned up just as he was throwing. It was a great catch. I want to apologize. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, I said that the... Browns could have taken Saquon at one and like another quarterback at four. Baker at one and Ward at four both look good. Both look good. I mean, well, yeah, Ward was really good too. Um, but keep going on Baker. But yeah, Baker is he the best quarterback in this draft? Can we say that I after mean, five weeks? For now, yes, for sure. Okay, yes. I don't think there's any deny. I mean, it's hard to even tell what Rosen and Allen are. I mean, it, with their supporting cast, it's just going to be like I said last Rosen week. Rosen had a few strikes on Sunday. Yes, it's not just going to be the ugly for them touchdown. at times. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. They have no help, so that's just but the like way it is. Allen's touchdown run at the beginning of the game. It's freak show. That was like. Him and Cam Newton. Right. That's exactly right. So, you know, I, I don't know what kind of feel we'll have for them this year, but the one thing we are going to know with this year's over is Baker Mayfield's really good. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, he's definitely going to be the best one five years from now. No, there's still a lot of football. But either way, they made the right choice. This guy is the real deal. He's better than I thought. He doesn't play as small what as I thought. What is he doing that's better than what you thought? I, I think that he – what scared you did me, bring up his height a lot. Yeah, what scared me was the Georgia game, the second half last year. Remember, I said that pocket collapsed, and I thought, man, Baker looks Roquan small. Roquan was chasing, didn't him want down. to throw the ball in the pocket. But he's learned already in the NFL that that's that's part of the game, and him just sliding, moving, eyes down the field, and then the quality of throws that he make are just they're they're phenomenal. Other thing too that you have to talk about with Cleveland, right? Cleveland's O-line's real. And that's what I was going to say. You wrote three things here in a row that I think are being forgotten. Yeah. You wrote Baker in the pocket and his throwing are phenomenal. Yeah. Brown's interior three offensive linemen are phenomenal. <laughs> I remember writing that twice. Going, that's... And then you wrote Baker's big plays and taking care of the ball won this game. They won me. the game. I mean, because... But the, the, he, he is the rookie that came to the best O-line. He definitely came to the best... I mean... J.C. Treader, Joel Bentonio, and Zeitler on the inside. I, I'd put that up against any three in football. I'm not saying they're the best, but they would belong in a conversation. Mm. Their issues are tackle play. Like, when you see him get pressure, it's more likely than not, you know, the kid Harrison, 69, who's a rookie that's having to play left tackle. Yeah. It's those, How's he been doing? He's good. He has a little bit of an anchor problem. He needs to just become get a little more ass, a little mm. more of a dunk-a-dunk, but he'll get there. But, yes, their O-line, you do have to worry about them with the interior run game and Hyde and Chubb, who are very good. Yeah. And then Haley puts together a good game plan every week. Um, anything else about the Browns' offense? And, the like, how, the Ravens' defense play well? The Ravens' defense played very well. They really did. They were all over. I mean, they only a, scored 12. I know. They were all over a lot of stuff. And they and really... I, I, How did I would, Jimmy Smith look? I, good. He didn't play a ton, but when he did play, I said, damn, Jimmy's running better than I thought he thought it was last year before he was healthy. Excuse me. Blah. That was disgusting. But, um, yes, I, I'm just going to – It like, sounds like most of your issues are with the Ravens' offense. Yes. The Ravens' you defense – You want to start off with Crabtree, the offensive line, Flacco? Where do you want to start? I mean, the Ravens' defense played good enough to win that game. And it yeah, would only be a Baker guy that can make that game happen. Like a guy that can move and make great throws on the run and do that, that could win 
that type of game there yesterday, and he did that. He was okay. awesome. Uh, Ravens offense, what Woo! the hell happened? Right, first or of all, is this the Browns defense being really, really good? Well, the Browns defense is really good, but I would I would challenge that the Ravens, I don't know if they had a game plan yesterday. It was all the old, let's spin the Rolodex and just pick a play, and I don't. we don't really have a plan. We're just going to call plays today. I mean, I don't, first it's a of all, morning wag staple, right? How do you run the ball the way they've run the ball, especially like coming off last week, dominating Pittsburgh in the run game? Cleveland got dominated in the run game by the Oakland Raiders, and they came out and ran the ball eight freaking times in the first half. I just don't understand what's the point of having Marshall Nyanda and Ronnie Stanley and Alex Lewis and all these big guys if you're not going to like just stay patient with the run a little bit. This is this is the Cleveland Browns. They're like 22nd in defense or run defense in football. Like when did it say like, damn, we can't go against that bunch. We got to throw it 60 times with Joe Flacco, and then they have an underwhelming bullcrap passing attack for it. I mean, repeat concepts, nothing interesting. Um, Crabtree dropping the ball. Joe making some bullcrap throws. Yeah, you know they, they the game the game was there for them to control it. And win it if they wanted to, mm. but interception down in the red zone on the one on yard the line. One. On the why one. are you throwing? I it? I don't know. Why are you throwing it? You have the biggest offensive line in football. Why? What? I don't even understand it. Just jab, jab Joe in there. Right. Do anything. Put Lamar Jackson in the shotgun and just have three tight ends in it and say, "Screw you, Browns. You're not going to stop us." I, I just, I didn't understand the plan of attack and then the lack of patience with the run game was mind-blowing to me. and Yeah, you have Collins and Javorius Allen. Like, right. Not a bad one, too. I mean, pass protection was fine. There was a few times where they exposed them through blitz and everything like that. Denzel Ward was awesome. He's John Brown. John Brown's going to have nightmares about Denzel Ward because, you know, John Brown's one of those small, fast guys, right? But he's not, like, super fast. He's not Tyree Kill, Antonio he Brown fast. He may have fast. been before the injury. Maybe before the injury. When exactly his right. was smoke. But this is a bad matchup for him because Denzel's got a little more size and then that kind of speed to just go, eh, I, I'm, I'm a little bigger than you and stronger than you, and I'm faster straight away than you. And that was a bad combo for John. Wow. Yeah, he couldn't. Denzel's been another guy. He's just, he's... He's out. I still don't think he was 25 spots better than the other corners in the draft. Yes. But he's been really good. Cleveland Browns, are they – what are they? I mean, we know what Cleveland is. No, I do not. I have no idea. No, I, I, I think you do. Cleveland's a good football team that's not going anywhere now that Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. Their defense is going to be – they have enough athletes and scheme to be annoying for any offense – you're not going to overpower them on either side of the ball on a consistent basis. And they have playmakers and, and, and a scheme on offense to go with that. Like, oh, they got the Chargers this weekend at home? Like, damn, that game is going to go down to the wire. There's no doubt. They're, they got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the week after that? Damn. They could be Tampa. We know that. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be in the thick of this. And they're learning how to win. And I would just say that. Do you hear that story about Baker against the Raiders? Where they were gonna, uh, Haley was gonna yell at the wide receivers, and Baker goes, "I got it," yeah, and goes over there and brings the receivers together and talks to all of them. And Haley's like, "Okay, all right, there you go." Um, Browns defense. How's your boy Miles Garrett doing? Very good. He didn't like kill it yesterday. Um, they got some other guys that are also just yeah. Who did you say? Cooley. Yeah, the kid Coley, Tevon, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, 93, Tevon Coley, every week pops. 
Like I just go Ogbadui. Og- uh, uh, I shouldn't say uh, Ag- Ag- Agunabi, yes. the, the kid from North Carolina A and T. Yes, does a really good job. You know, they're more like ninety three is a run stopper. Ogunjabi is more of like a little bit smaller run stopper, but creates havoc. Emmanuel Ogba is a man we on the outside. Yeah. What about their linebackers? Linebackers are good, man. What I about mean, the Ravens? What are they? The Ravens. I don't know what their offense is. Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. It's just a little all over the place, the Ravens It's Marty Mordingweg, which is really yeah. funny because I used to get upset with Andy abandoning the run. And now you I, think it's him? Well, they were together yeah, for those four or five years. And now I think it's Marty Mordingweg's because Joe Flacco should never be attempting that many passes. No. I don't get. I don't even. So you get don't that. know what they are, offense or defense. No, and and they don't even defense. No defense, they're fine. But their offense. Yeah, their defense ain't going anywhere. Their defense was phenomenal yesterday. It really was. I, I have no qualms with their defense at all. There's all right. no. There's no weakness to their defense other than that maybe they don't have a great pass rusher. It's my only thing. Eagles offense. Where are we? God, did you read yet? I have not. Philadelphia fans are going. Carson Wentz is back. We're not even. We're averaging like twenty-one points a game. We can't score against Minnesota. Uh, they turned down a field goal, which comes back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up punting, but you know, pipe for the field goal there. First of all, yeah. Like why? Why are we throwing the twenty-yard hole shot to Alshon Jeffrey down the middle? Let's just get six yards, which he had to his left. Carson's being. There's a few plays where I want to go. Carson's being a little. Um, That's a good place. How's Carson? Wentz Carson's doing? been really good. He does not have a lot of help. You guys aren't pass protecting well. You got nobody to be scared of in the pass game other than Alshon. And it's not like people are scared of his no. speed. It's just his size and they worry about that. So, but Carson's being a little, um, you know, I don't want to say selfish. He, he's asking for too much sometimes. Uh, like, what, you know, what was the big throw he threw down to? Um, was that Gibson, the 48 yard pass? Yeah, what a freaking catch. What a crutch. What a catch. But I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was open, wide open in the middle of the field for 20 yards. Just throw it to him. Nobody's covered him. I mean, nobody. It was like a few instances like that. Even the Alshon Jeffrey other play that, hey, it was still a phenomenal throw. And I'm a, but he had the under route for a 10 yard gain, and you're going to kick the field goal. It was goal. a good throw to Alshon. It was a great Alshon throw. Dropped it, but, yeah. but I just think that to me goes into coaching more than Carson Wentz. Like the coach has to say, hey, if we got our concept side here, get the concept, I want to get us in field goal position. Because then when you go down 23-whatever, what would yeah. it have been, 20 at that point, or 23-17, you would have had a chance to still win the game on the yes. last drive of the game. Right. Mm. So Carson's been okay. What about the offensive line? Shit, the, the pass protection. The shit. This I, is like the strength of the team last I know. Year. I mean, Lane Johnson, it, it's every game. It's four or five plays. I don't. I don't know what he's. He's. He's getting into a little bit of his. You know what I always say. The bucket step. He's not doing that all the time. He's kind of getting his. Our old basketball. He's guarding somebody in basketball a few times mm. a game, where he just opens up to the the pass rusher, and now the pass rusher has a two way go on him, and as soon as he leans the wrong way, he's at a disadvantage. So he's been an issue. Jason Peters hasn't been the lockdown guy. He's always been through his career, and then when he comes out for a few plays, Vitai gets thrown into a bad spot too, and it usually takes him a series to kind of get going. I read an article that said Vitai is great when he knows he's the starter 
quarter going into a I game. I would believe that. But when he comes in halfway through, which is the issue with Peters, because Peters can have to leave the game at any moment. I mean, he missed Vi- like a two series. Therefore. Vitae is not good at that. that. I mean, it's hard to be good at that. I can tell you just from being a backup quarterback, when I had to come in the freaking game <laughs> and go, damn, everybody else is in like full froth mode here and but but sims when i play madden yeah there's the no drop off so in fact they're fresher right it's so no there's... what about kelsey what about brandon brooks brandon Brooks is that that's the thing they're missing right now i mean just run behind them like brooks is still a road grader in the run game your run game is there they have to be more patient with it it was there yesterday but ajaye is frustrating of course he fumbled and your running backs, yes, they don't give Smallwood enough touches to me. The, the Ajaye thing, I think they need to just put him on the shelf for a while. Let his knee totally heal. But for him to keep coming out there for a week and then, oh, he's banged up. We don't know. He's questionable return. And then he does come back in. And it's just not helping your team at all. The call before the half is embarrassing oh. to the NFL. Oh. oh. Is this the Michael Bennett sack? Yes. I mean, that's a game-changing moment. I mean, first of all, your defense was phenomenal. That led to the Thielen touchdown. That led to the Thielen touchdown. I mean, they're going to be in third and 14 and maybe get a field goal. So there it is. Your team let up 23 points when I really want to say no. They let up 13 because there was an interception return for a touchdown on yes. Bell Joseph. Right, so that's and 16. I, I have a hard time thinking that Minnesota was going to convert a third and 14 in the way your defense is playing. I mean, Minnesota didn't really do shit the whole day. They did have one deep pass to Thielen. Yeah. And I think it was exactly what you just ranted about. It was a blitz. And it was Jalen Mills. So it was a blitz. It was a blitz. You were right. It was a blitz. Which didn't need to be a blitz. Again. Because Fletcher Cox got there in 2.4 seconds. The pressure is not an issue with your team. When they just send their front four... That's when you're at your best, and your front four gets there just as quickly when there's no blitz as there is when there is a blitz. It doesn't matter. Hey, I, I'm not saying they don't, the Eagles should never blitz ever again in the history, but they, they, they need to be a once-in-a-while sporadic type thing, and they were like that in this game, Lefko. Schwartz, he's been listening. He listens to Zims and Lefko. Why? I, because he stopped blitzing. I don't know. He stopped blitzing completely? He did not blitz much in the game. Except that one time. He blitzed the one time. Where you got them backed up, and you're going to go, huh, our best player versus their worst player. Huh, I'll throw it up. I mean, yeah. And Jalen Mills, they need to move him into the slot. And is is our man okay, Sidney Jones? I don't know. Because he, do we know that? He was on the ground for a while. I know. I think he came back in, though. I don't know. They moved Avante Maddox to safety. How did he do? He did good. I like it. I mean, at least it's speed out there. And I do think Sidney Jones needs to go on the outside, and they need to move Jalen Mills to the slot. Uh, Minnesota, how do they look? Minnesota's offense is nothing special. I mean, I don't know what else to say. They really didn't do crap in the game other than Cousins made a few great throws like that one. I, like the, I felt like the Eagles did blitz a lot towards the end, and that's why I kept seeing Rudolph slipping out and Dig slipping yeah, out. Yeah, there was a few here and there. What's crazy sometimes is you guys don't even blitz, and you got eight men down by the line of scrimmage, and you leave Jalen Mills one-on-one, too. And I want to be like, what, what's the point? Like, I just don't get it. They have to protect that matchup. Kirk Cousins, 
anytime he got one-on-one on pressure, it was, where's Jalen Mills? I'm throwing to that guy. Really? And whether it was the, you know, the first drive, do you remember the little, he, he got tremendous pressure. You guys don't blitz. He throws like a post corner route on the first drive. He yes. throws it way before the guy's out of his break, but he knows it's Jalen Mills on Stefan Diggs. And he's going to put it out there for Stefan because Stefan's going to go get it before Jalen does. Are the Vikings going to turn this around? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Why? I just don't, I don't think the defense is quite as, it's not going to be as dominant as last year. I don't see it. Everson is out indefinitely. We have no idea right. when he's coming back. And I do think that people have caught on to their scheme a little bit uh, on the defensive side of the football. And I think their offense is a different animal this year. I don't think they can run the ball consistently. And I don't, I'm not going to put John Filippo in Shermer's class quite yet as an offensive game designer. Eagles. Yeah. How much uh, chaos are they in? I, I'm okay. The Eagles are okay. I, I'm so calm about the Eagles that it's annoying my friends that are Eagles fans because they're going, it all comes down. We got the Giants on Thursday, then Caroline, and then we're going to London. And I'm like, the NFC East, I mean. Yeah, you might be 9-7. and seven in Washington loses to the Saints tonight. They yeah. all lost. Yeah. Who cares? I know. I know. No, you were the better team. You were the better team on the field yesterday. I mm. think that's that's what a Philly fan can take away from it, to go. When I watched the film back, I said, no, Philly was the better team. They had a few mistakes here and there. They have to stay more patient with the run game. they got to help Carson Wentz out. It's just too hard. It's too much. It's it's all him. Wow. What? <sighs> Sidney Jones? No. Oh. Jay Ajayi, torn ACL, placed on IR. There you go. Wow. That just happened. Damn. So what does that mean? What's your reaction? I don't Other think it's than, a big deal. So for the way he's so Jay Ajayi tearing his ACL, you're going not a big deal well, for the Eagles. No, I don't. I don't. His knee is an issue. There's a reason the Dolphins traded him, and that's why they traded him. And you guys were desperate and probably gave up a little too much because you were in a Super Bowl championship. It worked team. out. That's they cool. got a ring. Exactly right. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Had either. a huge run against Denver. Felt right. really good when it happened. Yeah, right. And he had a lot of great moments just last year, but. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a – to the way he has been playing and running the ball the last few weeks, I don't think this is a huge blow. So I, like I said, a, Wendell Smallwood's better than him right so now. So this is a Wendell Smallwood-Corey Clement team when he gets back. I think so. Do you think they need to make a move? Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I know. I just have a hard time seeing that happening, but that would be amazing. So as an Eagles fan, you see the JHI news and you don't get too worried. I wouldn't be worried. I feel like Doug Peterson – has to have more. Be- I feel like I'm about to say the shit I used to say last year and the year before this. More between the tackles runs. Okay, use your size and physicality. Every time they run the ball between the tackles, I go, "Damn, the other D line, there's no hole." It's like a Jacksonville run. I go, "There's no hole," but the guy just ran four yards for- with no hole because they just mash everybody back. Yeah. So that play action screens. They gotta have more of that. Have not seen a screen no, for a while. That's what I mean. They gotta have more of it. It's, it's they had just, him against Tampa. Yeah, it's just too it's too much on Carson Wentz right now to hang in there, make a tight throw, and uh, it's not working. All right, so Wednesday we're gonna dive in. I really want you all four rookie quarterbacks won. Yeah. So I, I want to know, you know, is Sam Darnold learning the deep ball? Right. How did Josh Allen I'll upset the Titans? That. Yeah, I, I'm very excited to watch. I have no feel for that Tennessee Buffalo game. I, other than I just kept looking at it and going. Sean McDermott, uh, you, I, 
like deserves to be in the coach of the year conversation. I don't give a shit what his record is. This is what he did last year. I know. It's even better than last year. Because he's got less. He's got way less. I'm telling you, in like three years, Sean McDermott's going to be playing with popsicle sticks and he's still going to be holding people to 12 <laughs> points at home. It really is crazy. It's unbelievable. And credit to you for calling that one, man. Man. Yeah, I just think when you quickly look at all the games, like Pittsburgh-Atlanta was kind of what we said, kind of except what we Atlanta said. didn't score. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's defense is done. It's done, like I told you it's last week. Done, it's done, done. done. Uh, Giants, Carolina. I mean, Philly, Pittsburgh tried to let them hang around the game. I mean, Ben threw what the dumb interception at one point. Yes, um, but yeah, they're 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 in deep crap. Uh, New, Giants, Carolina to come back in that game, and then there's been that the 63 yarder on Sunday was only the sixth time in NFL history that a kick has been 63 yards or longer. I didn't think there was any chance he was hitting that. It went through. That was nuts. Uh, but it's amazing. I mean, Carolina Giants. I, I, Carolina is a good squad, but they Cam, are. Cam Newton sometimes kind of gets unhinged and. Yeah, he missed a few throws certainly early on in the game. I, I always feel like that's the way with him when they have a week off or they first start in uh, the start of the regular season. Like he gets that front shoulder tilted up too much, and he gets his real just muscular jerky motion, and he loses. He was a little too I'll tell you what, though. too. DJ Moore's got the juice. Yes, he does. Curtis Samuel made right? a hell of a play. Yes. And I'm looking going, man, that's some good weapons right yeah, there. no doubt. Uh, and they're getting Thomas Davis back next week, so yeah. look out for Carolina. Green Bay, Detroit. Detroit punts it down to the one, and it's a fumble. They get the ball in the one. They score a touchdown. And then it's, uh, it's A-Rod's looking good. They missed a field goal. 60-yard pass to Galladay. Detroit's up 14 nothing. And then every time Green Bay went down, they missed a field goal. Next thing you know, 24 nothing. And I still thought Rodgers was going to win that freaking game. Yeah. I, every time I looked up, Rodgers was driving down. It would end with a missed field goal where he get tackled for a fumble. But they were still down at one point, like 24-18. to 18, Yeah. 24-16. Yeah, 24 or 14. Right. But I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. Early on in the game, the one thing that jumped out to me, and I, this is another one, uh, it looked like Detroit was all over Green Bay in Which their past game. Which is your Patricia-Belichick right. theory. I mean, I think Patricia and Belichick could to- teach that. that if they switched like coaches, Patricia and Belichick could have gone into Green Bay this week and acted like they were McCarthy and Joe Philbin and been like, here's the offense, guys. When this guy does this, this guy, like, they could teach that offense. And that's what it looked like to me early on. And the only other game that I think, you, if you saw it, would explain it, Dolphins up 17 nothing, and two defensive linemen return touchdowns for the Bengals, and they end up losing that game 27-17. to Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's not a kind of guy that you go at the end of the game. We need you to to, to now get points. No, no, no. He's you're right. He's not. He's just not a not a gifted enough thrower that way. The the Dolphins offense is just disappointing, I think, right right now. Lacks creativity, can't seem to find any big plays. I yeah. mean, yeah, they scored they scored seventeen points yesterday. Seven of them were a punt return. Exactly right. Jakeem Grant. Grant. Uh, we also have to say with the Giants. And I'll be excited to watch that, Yeah, I mean, they too. had a punt that Carolina turned into a touchdown, exactly too. Exactly right. And, damn, Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. are good. Holy, Holy crap. crap. I mean, it just shows you that when you utilize them, it can, it changes the whole t- game, the team in general. I traded Odell in my other league. Is Saquon, have we heard anything more about his knee? He did land a little weird, but did he play after that? No, because that was they that was went the, down and kicked the field goal. Well, and that that was, game. was the score to win. That was the score to win. Which, I mean, that was phenomenal I also want to say this. Yeah. 
the Giants-Panthers game mm-hmm. had the worst penalty of the weekend. We can talk about Michael Bennett bringing him down. There was a lot of questionable calls. There was one on T.J. Watt where he like hit Matt oh, Ryan's come foot, on. and that come was rough in the passer. But the worst call of the weekend. I don't know if I saw this one. Landon Collins, one of the safeties, dove to intercept the pass had his hands on the ball, and as he dove, his head hit the receiver's head, and they called him for hitting a defenseless right. receiver. It wasn't Landon Collins. I think it was the uh, 35 kid. I but can't, but yeah. if you get your hands on the ball and you're diving to catch it, you're not trying to hit the guy in the head. There, it, That was the worst call. Landon Collins came out and said, "It's the, it, some of these penalties, man. They're ridiculous. Ridiculous. But you'll see one. What's annoying is you'll see one game where every penalty is called to the letter of the law, and then I watch another game and go, "There is no law out here in this game. It's just the Wild West. They're letting them do whatever they want." Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott were taking helmets. Like J.J. Watt put his helmet into Dak Prescott's sternum. That was a good one. And on the last interception for Deshaun Watson before they Dallas drove down to get the field goal, Deshaun Watson went back and Demarcus Lawrence, another guy, like raked his face and hit him like and then landed on him and they didn't call anything yeah athletic quarterbacks and i'm not even making a black white thing bigger quarterbacks like carson wentz doesn't get a lot of calls either no the ones that the refs think that can handle it don't get calls it but man way. Kirk cousins gets a lot of calls yeah right and i bet you alex smith and drew Brees matt get a ryan lot matt too. ryan yeah like it's almost better if your quarterback is not athletic looking I, I i do think there's some truth to that i do like big ben doesn't get a lot of calls either way i know this Damn, number four's got to protect themselves. Deshaun Watson. That was ridiculous. Deshaun Watson got hit five or six times, and props to Jalen Smith for having the speed to beat him down the sideline. But Deshaun Watson had four plays at the goal line where I went, he's dead. I mean, just he can't do that. He's going to separate a shoulder. He's going to break a collarbone. Like it just fun to watch. It's amazing to watch. Last night he looked really good again. I mean, I think we're we're getting back to seeing Deshaun from last year. So it means he's going to get hurt in three weeks. I hope not. I hope not, too. Yeah. Uh, Monday night, we are both picking Washington to cover. Are you picking New Orleans to win? Yeah, I think I picked them like 31-28, something like that. Yeah, did you get any of your predictions completely right? I mean, I don't know. I'm really disappointed in my picks altogether. I don't even know. what's. I have to reevaluate how I'm picking these games. I'm in an issue with my game picking. Why? Because I'm just... I'm, you know me. I'm so swamped with trying to catch up to watch all the games... I just feel like when Wednesday night comes, I'm like, huh, whoo, I made it. I mean, I watched I, a ton of film in three days, and we really broke it down. Wait, who's playing who tomorrow? And what do I, I got to pick them? And I just, I'm, I'm pissed off at myself with some of my picks. I accomplished something Sunday that has been a dream of mine, and it really is hard to even understand. I went 10 and 4 against the spread Thursday and Sunday, which any better would say that's incredible. Incredible. It's incredible. Incredible. 0 and 4 on my locks, 10 and 0 with all my other picks. So my mentions are awful. I know they are. I mean, I'm being called I'm a newborn baby could touch a screen and pick better games than you. Like the insults that I'm getting, it give everyone always says I should have your job. That's always one. But 10 and 0, 0 and 4 in locks. So what I were think your locks, I, my locks Cleveland were Baltimore. Ravens minus three. Right. Which I thought they were going to get in overtime, yeah. and they didn't get it. At least they gave me a push. Uh, Rams minus seven, which they they were scoring. Their defense couldn't stop anything. Yeah, right. 
Uh, Jacksonville plus three. Ooh, that was okay. just bad. Yep. That was just bad. That's the other right. two I have excuses for. Yeah. And then... Um, I mean, I could just pull them up. Oakland? No. Pitt? Atlanta. No, I wanted to pick Pitt. Wasn't no, it? I got every other one right. Green Bay, Detroit, Miami, Cincinnati. Jack- no, I already said Jacksonville. Tennessee, Buffalo. Seattle. New England, India, Indianapolis. No, because I would have gotten that one. It was uh, Carolina minus seven. Oh, man. They had it, too. They had it. You're right. That sucks. Hey, I don't listen. I, I, but I think what I'm going to do next week for the betting show is pick all my games, pick four locks, and then I'm just going to pick four other games. I'm just going to pick four other games as my locks. I'll be like, these are the ones I'm most confident about. And then be like, just pick four random ones, right? He's in the weeds. Shit. All right, that's it. Um, Guys, we're going to do more deep dives on Wednesday. Thank you, as always, for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick would say, good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E man says, you need to watch the show Wednesday night. Tariq Cohen is becoming a Jewish man. Yes. Hala, 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 hala. We'll talk to you then. Oy vey. Oy vey. He learns what oy vey means. (laughs) 